Hey, this is Dan here from Rune Silk, and I'm joined by one other, and that's none other than Damo for show. And this is the Beard Mouth Podcast. So sit back, listen, and enjoy. Welcome to the Beard Mouth Podcast. This is episode 50-something, and it's a very exciting episode. It's a very exciting episode because we've not just got my beard, we've not just got Dan's beard, but we've also got a very special guest's beard. Um, so we're going to be having a freestyle bit of interviewing, a bit of banter, a bit of chatter, and we're going to be telling our listeners all about something epic that's happening in the next couple of weeks. Um, I'm very excited. Dan, you've, you've pulled the strings on this one, mate. How are you feeling about today's podcast? Yeah, it's good. Really excited, actually. For those of you, you see, there, you see how excited I am. Ooh, those of you that, those of you there, listen. I'm actually only really moving to keep warm because freezing. If you want to see Dan doing his moves, he's on YouTube, but we are obviously also on Spotify and everywhere else. So thank you for listening, people. Uh, without further ado, shall we? Shall we announce him and bring him in, Dan? Yeah. Look at that. It's, it's the one. It's the only. It's the JJ. It's John Jackson. It's Mr. Brawl himself. There he is. John Jackson. Hello, mate. <laughs> Thanks for having me on, lads. This is awesome. Thank you for coming on. We ought to, I ought to remind you because Dan forgets all the time. We are doing this for YouTube, but it's also for people that are just listening. So if you do do anything epic, you know, upside down press ups or something, you need to tell people what you're doing so they can imagine it in their brains if they're only listening. So um, it's for audible and for visual. But welcome to the show, JJ. We're, we're, we're very pre pleased and proud to have you on. Thanks for coming up. No, thanks for the invite, man. Thanks for the invite. It's, uh, it's, it's great to be on the Beard Mail podcast. I've been listening to it, and uh, it's nice to be a guest on a podcast. Like We've got well, our own podcast you, as well, but it's ni- nice are. to be a guest on one. Yeah, you you obviously got the, the the you could give us some tips, John. You know what 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 have we got to do? What have we got to do? We're getting some guests on, obviously. But I mean, your podcast been going for a while, very successful. What's the secret? I don't know if there is a secret, man. It's uh, I let Billy run with it now because it was I started off doing it myself, just interviewing our pro athletes and stuff like that, and it, the workload got too much. Like you guys know what it's like running a business and stuff. Mm. It's there's only so much you can do. So I had to get draft Billy in to do it, and he's way funnier than I am. So yeah. It's uh, he deals with the guests and stuff now, so it is a broadcast, but it's kind of Billy like running the show, yeah. So, I, I don't you know, man, you're doing the right thing, get you know, YouTube, Spotify, Apple, Google, all the the good places, I say, and uh, you're just hitting all bases, eh? It takes time. Well, it sounds, it sounds it's on Alexa as well. If you can, if you can get Alexa to actually find it, she's a bit of a mare at the minute. So, Alexa, play the Beard Mouth podcast, playing, playing the Yellow Big Bear. What? No! Stop it! No! 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 The podcast! The podcast! So she's, um, yeah, she's not the best at listening at the minute, but uh, we'll hopefully uh, she'll it, learn. It proper struggles with a Scottish accent as well. Like I, I need to slow <laughs> it down for this as well. <laughs> I can imagine her trying to find the broadcast might be quite a uh, quite a challenge because she's, you know, probably finding broadcast right. Exactly. That's it. You get BBC News and STV, all that kind of stuff. So yeah, it's tricky. Dan, I've, I haven't got a list of questions, but I've got things that are popping in my brain right now. Let's let's imagine that people have never heard of John. They've never heard of Brawl Beard Oils. 
They've never heard of Glasgow or Scotland or the competition that happens, which we're going to talk about. It's like no. a two-year-old, John, teach people. What does it actually mean to be brawl? What does the word brawl mean to you? Because it's quite significant, right? Well, so the, the brawl, the actual word brawl means good, attractive, anything positive, really, in Scotland. To say something's brawl. So both of you have brawl beards. It's a good-looking beard. It's an attractive beard, presentable beard. So that's what brawl means. It's just a word that's used in Scotland a lot. Um, but, yeah, it's kind of developed. I've kind of blended into this logo here. Uh, I drew the logo, like, back in 20, 2012, I think it was. And I've just kind of morphed into that logo now, and it's, it's become more of a personal brand, I guess. Uh, you know, it's, it's evolved over the years, and it's it's cool. And it's like we started off just... It started from a broken back, and broke my back mountain biking. Uh, through recovery and rehab, learned how, how to make massage oils. That was part of the, the course I signed up to, was uh, sports therapy courses. So I learned how to make the, the base oils and stuff for the massage oils, add the essential oils to fragrance them, that kind of stuff, and also get the benefits from them as well. And then I was my wife was using hair oil at the time, just expensive hair oil, and uh, it had argan and stuff like that in it. So I started making some natural stuff for her, and it seemed to work. So I tried it my facial hair I had at the time, had a really crap wiry beard and uh, started using it in that and it, it worked it kind of worked but the recipes needed tweaked the ratios of the oils needed tweaked to suit co more coarse beard hair also it's more like pubes than it is like head hair so i need to <laughs> thicken it up a wee bit and then it seemed to work started giving it to family and friends they seemed to like it like that's a, the condensed version but basically yeah made a website started getting a safety assessments insurance all the stuff you need to do uh, start selling it to the public and it just the snowball just kept going. It's uh, that makes it sound glamorous, like it's been anything but you know, it's, it's been a <laughs> yeah, I could vouch for that. <laughs> just just how unglamorous you know, the uh, beard care world is. Yeah, that's exactly it, man. Everybody sees the shiny side of it, eh? but there's a lot like as you you just. I'm not going to give away what you're doing, but where you are just now, that's the next step in evolution for your brand as well, and it's it's stressful. You know, it's proper stressful. Mm. But it's these steps you need to take to keep building your brand. Oh, for sure, for sure. Is that where, I might be jumping ahead slightly, but is that where you, or one of the reasons why you bought the Braw competition in? Was it kind of a way to get awareness out there and maybe expand the brand? Or was it just a, a kind of an organic, hey, it would be cool? Tell us about the, you know, the origin of where Braw, the, the, the championships came from. Where I got my first trophy, just, just wanted to add. Ah, <laughs> uh, you did, that's right, you did. Uh, so it started in, the first one was in 2017. That was uh, in Draggy Brewery in Glasgow, where it's held every year. But how it came about was we have this community called the Brawlerhood, which is basically a, a community built up of Brawlerhood customers. So it start, that started off when people started sending in selfies with their, their bottle of Brawlerhood oil. And more and more people done it. So I was like, right, I need to make something off this. So that was in 2013. I added a gallery to the website and called it the Brotherhood. So I just kept adding to the gallery and it got bigger and bigger and bigger. We made a Facebook group and then people kept asking, when are we going to have a meetup or just go to a pub and have a laugh? And in this time, we had had a couple of brand parties and shops and stuff, just closed the doors and shops that stopped for your products and just had a wee party, got some beers and stuff like that. So... The, the, the attention was there on the brand and we wanted to do something. It was just going to be a wee beard competition in a pub. I thought we'd just hire a, a section of the pub, get a few mates around and just 
I'll oh, get up on stage and judge each other's beards kind of thing. But then the Liver Beards, the Liverpool Beard Moustache Club, they got in touch in 2016 because they were hosting the British Beard and Moustache Championships. So they were looking for sponsorship. So Bra Beard became the headline sponsor for the pre-party, which was on Friday night. I think it was Captain Fawcett was the headline sponsor of the main show. But we were the pre-party. And uh, I got speaking to Drew and Tom and the rest of the Liver Beard guys in there. And I was like, I want to do a beard competi competition of some sort but I don't know quite how to go about it. Um, so they gave me some tips, gave me kind of a breakdown of the categories and the criteria for judging. I was like, you know what, we could actually do this. I had a good relationship with Trigate Brewery at the time. I still do. And uh, I just contacted them. I was like, how do you feel about do, we do this event? Like, we'll take full ownership of it, but we need to use your venue. And uh, that's what we've done. So I had the, the Broadbeard Moustache Championships, which I think was 12 categories at the time. Had a live band. And, uh, you know, compare and a raffle to raise money for Cajonas uh, Testicular Cancer Charity. So we worked with Cajonas uh, pre-COVID. I was aware, obviously everybody's aware of the mental health crisis that's going on at the moment. Oh, so it's gone on for years, but it's a lot more important now coming off the back of COVID. A lot of people are struggling. So the charity we're working with this year for February is Chrissy's House Suicide Awareness Charity. So... Yeah, we're always trying to raise money for charities as well. So that's that's kind of where we're at, man. The, it sells out every year. The capacity is about 300. And it's sold out every year so far. Ticket sales are doing well. We're a wee bit behind on previous years, but I think that's just the hesitation coming out of COVID. You know, people are... Mm. We're past that stage now, but people are still thinking it might get cancelled. Something might happen. It might get cancelled. So I say we're behind. We're only like 30 tickets behind where we usually are. It's still on track to sell out. So, yeah, it's going to be a good one again, man. I think, I think this this kind of year, isn't it? I think we're you know we're seeing it, not just with Rune Silk, but with my other businesses. That coming out of Christmas this year, I think it's now the seven hundred and twenty third of January. You know, everyone is sort of like just just hesitant with everything. I think as well, and because you you had to obviously you know you your last the last one, not the one was was it twenty twenty one? You didn't do it last year, did you? Wait, no, wait, so 2020 was the last championships. Uh, we actually done an event That's on right. the date that it would have been last year. It was a broadcast live, our podcast. We've done a live one. That was That's right. Like, just to keep the stage warm, just to remind people we're still there kind of thing. Yeah, because obviously, you know, that must have been quite difficult having to cancel, you know, quite a big event in your calendar due to COVID. And then the, you know, bouncing back from that, I can imagine there's quite a lot of challenges. It's, it's you know, it's like you say, it's getting people to part with their cash thinking, shit, you know, what happens if we go into another lockdown or, you know, and um, yeah, it's a great event though. I can definitely put my hands on I mean, Dangerous being in a brewery. I mean, I nearly missed my category. I was so pissed. Like, it was my first competition. Hadn't had a clue what I was doing. I was definitely propping up the bar at the night. And I think I was outside talking to, um, I can't remember who I was talking to now. Um, and then and Joe DeBill came out and said, Dan, you've just missed your category. And I was like, what do you mean? I just missed it. He was like, yeah. And I ran in and I literally just managed to get to the back of the queue. And I was just like, oh, that was just like nearly dying out of breath and very pissed at the at that point. Like, yeah, okay, cool. Just made it, just made it at the back of the queue. So yeah, yeah no cracking event. Those who are listening, if you haven't booked your ticket for Brawl, as you know, as John said, there are only thirty tickets behind. Get your ticket because it's a cracker of an event. 
and a brilliant venue as well. Thanks, man. Well, I have some news. I have some news. I have some news. That that 30 will be 29 by tonight, John, because I'm booking my ticket tonight. Um, Just had a little look. I can catch a flight up. Um, What year was that when you did yours? (laughs) It's too far. Mine was the last one. It was the last one before the pandemic, so it would have been the 2021, I think. Because I've done, I've been up, I've been up for two of them, and and obviously I've been, I've been to a lot of competitions, and you've mentioned some really interesting stuff, John, and you talk a little bit for me about the the golden years of of things growing and starting and and brands becoming, um, and I think actually the um, the British Championships when you did uh, the the championships with Liverbeards, that was the first time I'd seen you guys. You actually had a stall there, and you were giving away wristbands, um, and you had like throwing yeah. a sack in the in the little hole competition. Um, and I, I got some of the swag oh, there, and I think yeah. that was the first time I met you guys. But um, the first time I went up to Glasgow, it's such a long drive, um, and I was thinking, can I go this? Can I go or not? And the drive up there is not so bad. The first time I went on the train, and I actually the whole journey, I was just getting demo poses. I went up with Russell Bristow, and we just got hammered on the train and had a lovely time. Um, but then got on the stage. Dan talking about nerves, him getting on the stage. When I got on the stage, we'd arranged for me to to see if we'd get the whole crowd to do a demo pose. And I was so nervous Actually, doing that, John. And, and, it, and it worked. It was brilliant. I got a cracking photo of it. Um, so that was great. Then the second time, it's not the drive up, it's the drive back when, you, when you're feeling a bit yeah. worse. And I, I wasn't even driving. Yeah. I was in Oh, but it's like it's long so when i looked at the flights i couldn't believe this and, and, and other people might want to have a look but don't boost the prices i can't believe it was only 50 quid to fly and i'm sure if i went on the train it'd be more than that and obviously if i drove with petrol it'd be more than that so actually 50 quid to get up there it's it's a lot more it makes it more plausible um than than i would have expected so yeah so i'm going to be coming along i bought my ticket tonight um and go, we jumped straight into the competition we haven't even said when it is so obviously it's so it's saturday the 18th of february right Yes, yes. And dry, so Drygate is a brewery, so you have to be over 18. Drygate brewery. Uh, Yeah, yeah, you do. Uh, I think you can be 16 accompanied by an adult, but let's go 18. It's safer to be 18. We put over 18 in the rules, so. Yeah. I I like it, to be fair, because I think there's, there's, there's enough... Um, there's enough competitions out there and some of them are families friendly and they are in the daytime. I kind of like that this mm. is at night time and it's for, for over 18s only and it's in a, in a brewery. So it's just, it's a little bit different. I like it. The band is always um, rocking and it's in that, you know, in that back room. Um, and obviously you're surrounded by loads of epic Scottish people and the Brotherhood are all there. And um, yeah, it's good. It's definitely, if, if you've done a couple of beard competitions or you've never been to one, then Bra is certainly one that you, you have to go and have a look because it is a little bit different. Oh, I agree. Yeah, good competition. Going backwards, because we ju- Dan, you did, you scooted us right to the end. <laughs> I couldn't help it. I couldn't help it. I got so excited because, for one, it was my first ever competition as well. Um, and, and I still say it today. So I entered the, it was the over four-inch natural. And I always kind of they go, what's that? Four-inch natural? I'm like, yeah, but I came second. So at least I didn't come first in the four-inch natural because everyone kind of always tries to put like a bit of a, a sexual connotation onto the four, you know, for the for the inches and the categories, four inch, eight inch. Yeah, so I'm like, yeah, it was, but I came second, it's fine. And it was to a guy in a kill, so I'm happy with that. Well, I wanted to ask one of the first things you talked about, John. Sorry. I think we've got, sorry, John, we've got, I think we've got a bit of a lag. Um, you mentioned about um, about breaking your back, and I was going to ask you first off, like, you know, is it all fixed now? Because that's, that's a, a very significant, um, traumatic, life-changing event. And obviously, off the back of it, you created Brawl, which is brilliant. 
but you you did actually say a broke back mountain biking, and I, my brain went, my brain just went broke back man, and you got your little Scottish accent going on a little bit, and I broke back mountain. I was like, what's he talking about that? What's he going on about? But is your back all right? And and are you fully are you fully recovered? Yeah, yeah, I'd say I'm ninety ninety eight percent recovered. It still gives me jit now and again. It's it's one of them. It's a uh, so it was a wedge fracture in C seven and T one, which is your it's your last neck and your first back. Uh, yeah, last neck vertebrae and your first back vertebrae. So it's up here, mm. uh, just base of the neck for anybody listening. Um, so it's a, a wedge fracture, which means my vertebrae, if they're usually kind of square shape, they're now wedged. So my neck sits further forward a wee bit than it should, which causes mm. a wee bit tension on the muscles. Uh, so day to day life usually okay. Um, I've been training hard or something like that. I'll feel it. You know, I was. It was at the stage I was going for a massage every uh, six weeks, every two months, just to keep it mm. loose. You know, just keep the muscle supple because uh, it does tension up and it gives you headaches and stuff like that. So, yeah, it's 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 okay, man. It's okay. It's fine. I'm still able to train and still go on a bike and on a motorbike and stuff. So I don't let it stop me. The um, I actually raced two weeks after breaking my back. I was meant to. I was meant to take like six months off the bike, according to the, <laughs> the mm. doctor. But I never needed surgery because it was a wedge fracture. The vertebrae were still intact; they were a bit cracked, but they weren't they weren't shattered, so I didn't need surgery. So I was training for a race. It was a six-hour downhill mountain biking endurance race up at Fort William on the the World Cup track. And the idea of the race was in six hours, see how many times, how many laps you can do off the the track. So I think at the time we'd done eleven. Well, I've been training for the, the race, so I jumped forward a wee bit there, but I've been training for the race for a year, like get my fitness up and going up and training, up, riding up there almost every weekend, and two weeks before the race, that's when I fell off and broke my back, ended up in mm. hospital overnight, uh, they released me, but only say, they said you can go if you've got someone to look after you, which was my well, girlfriend at the time, now wife, um, she was there, my dad was there, and uh so they came back up the road they let me go but they says don't drive don't you know don't lift anything heavy be very sensible don't go back to work so i was like there's no chance of me getting back on a bike then <laughs> they says, no you're off the bike for six months so the week after uh, my dad was doing the race as well so the week after i went up to fort william for him to practice i just went up there as support just in case anything happened to him at last last ditch effort I would drive the van back if anything happened but he was fine and I had a shot of his bike around the car park when he wasn't looking and I thought I can actually pedal it's not too bad so when it came to race day he took his bike up I put my bike in the van as well he's like what the fuck are you doing like you shouldn't be taking that anywhere I said well I'm just going to go cycle about the car park maybe but my entry was all already in I'd entered like months before so I went on sign on, got my, my number, stuff like that, stuck it on the bike. And my idea in my head was just take loads of painkillers and just do one lap, see how I feel. And if I feel okay, I'll do another lap and then just keep going until I feel pain. And after one lap, I guess the adrenaline kicked in because I ended up doing 11 laps and I finished, I think it was 18, 136 or something. So how, how far is <laughs> a lap? And then I, how far? It's six minutes. So it's... I don't know what it is in in length. I think it's a mile and a half or something. But it's basically from the top of the mountain to the bottom over big rocks. Got you. And so so it's ex- we're talking 
extreme downhill bike because obviously Fort William that rings a bell for me. That's near Ben Nevis, right? So we're in the talking in a yeah. mountainous terrain. Uh, so it's the it's a hill Anak Moor, which is just off the side of Ben Nevis. Um, if you look up downhill mountain bike in Fort William, the World Cup, it's the World Cup track that we use. So the, yeah, the ones you use for the World Championships in the World Cup, that's what we use. So it's uh, yeah, it's a pretty serious track. So yeah, slipped off, took the impact through the top of my head, broke my back, and then raced two weeks later, took four or five months off the bike then, and then just got back on it and back to it. So, so, you don't rest so and then fast forward, before you move on, David, and then fast forward, this is this is one of them, this is my kind of like my hook to go and make sure you go and get onto the YouTube here. So fast forward, I'm, I'm flicking through Instagram last night, and um, this is someone who's only 98% recovered. I can't even do this, and I haven't even broken anything. So you may or may not be able to see it. But your, your man, John, here, just, just casually just up on his hands, on a, in a handstand position, just busting out some vertical press-ups, I guess that's what that's called. So um, that doesn't that looks like a man who's been you know, pretty, pretty recovered. I mean, <laughs> an absolute animal. Aye, man, it's... Ugh. I, just, I like training, eh? I, like, I used to box. I boxed as an amateur and stuff like that. I've done a bit of Muay Thai. I know you've done some Muay Thai demo. And, uh, yeah, I just like training. I like being fit. I like being physically fit. It's good for your head. It's good for your mentality. Um, and, yeah, I've been training with a guy, uh, Kev Grigg. He's a few doors along from the office, which is really handy. But I started training with him, and it was just really to build the strength back up in my back. You know, when I got back in the gym, I was doing spinning classes just to keep my legs going after the accident. And then I wanted to get back into strength training and Kev's been really good helping me there just with correct posture and stuff because like in like a bent over row or something like that my back's not as straight as it should be and it's just it's not going to be so we just need to work on posture and that kind of thing and I just kind of get the bug for trying different things like the handstand press-ups I've just one day I was in the office making oils I finished the orders and I was like I wonder if I can do a handstand press-up because I didn't want to do it with kipping you know like in CrossFit they do kipping so they use the momentum with their legs so I thought I'll try it strict, and I managed one. I was like, all right, well, that proves I can do it. So I just keep trying it. So every Tuesday, we have the Tuesday night check-in with the, the Brotherhood, which is just a just a, a live call like this, and we just chat, mm. and it's just to make sure everyone's doing okay. You know, it started off in the pandemic, and it's just kind of continued on. So every I just now every time before the Tuesday night check-in, I'll just go and do, I'll lean up against the wall and do some handstand press-ups, and it's just really to get the blood flowing, get the endorphins going, just to make sure I can beat upbeat when it comes to chatting you know even if you've had a crap day that's going to sort you out like mm. get the blood flowing and put you back in your place sort of thing jj the challenge has yeah, been it. set right dan, dan you've got a massive big wall there you've got the space you've got the room you're in your new unit <laughs> the distance is right on the camera you have got to go and do one now and, and just see how you get on i can't i was that. i was contemplating it i was contemplating it but i really don't I can, I'd rather try it when no one's watching first because um, no, just do the heater it. off the wall. Do it. Come on. Damo, I've never, I've never done it against a wall, headstand, handstand this in my life. Time. Like, Be inspired. I don't know because then I'll break my back. I'll probably break something and it'll probably be a heater as well, which will be expensive. One tip, right, Dan, you, can, you carry on. I'm going to have a Take your shoes off. Right, make sure oh, Damo is going for it. Oh, is it? Yeah. He's actually doing it. Yeah. I, so, so, I'm so physically inept, it's unreal. Get 99 on speed dial just in case. 
Yeah, yeah, I've got the phone. I'm so physically inept that if I tried that, I probably would break something. Um, I, I, I would be happy if I can just like balance upside down a bit on my head. How do you start off in a headstand, John? Or how does it work? Or do you just go? Do you just go balls right, deep and just start off the, flip and just try and get the wall? No, start off in a headstand. So head head on the floor, hands guessing a triangle kind of shape, and just kick your feet up, but try not put a hole in your wall when you do it. For your heel, right? You carry on with the handstand position, a headstand position. Just push. You asked the question. So my, my son, my son came home from 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 his acro classes. So he does he does um, like Ningbo, uh, ninjutsu, and acrobatics. So two types of different um, ninja yeah. kind of styles. And he came back, and he was he's pretty much doing exactly that up against the. The oh, here he goes up against the the walls, uh, and we were so worried he was going to boot. There is there is no fucking way you get your head off the floor and do press ups. That's ridiculous, John. You're an animal. Yeah. Thanks, man. I, I'm Give us a year. Give us a year. We'll have you back on. What's that? I said, give us a year. We'll have you back on, and the three of us will do it together. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, we do that. Yeah, we we'll do that. Or we'll do it at the Broadbeam Mustache Championships 2024. How about that? No, hang on. How many weeks? How many? We've got. We've got. Um, we've got three or four weeks. Maybe we could get it in. When we get it done by then. Maybe. Maybe. It is hard. I'm still trying to get the pass. To do. Oh really? I'm still trying to get the pass to come to this this year. The problem is my wife's away in South Africa from the second to the twentieth. So it's trying to convince a, a, a grandparent to watch my kids while I go up to Scotland. Um, it's going to be tight, but I'm high, if, if I can, if I can do it, it'd be awesome to get up there. But um, I think this year it's going to be it's tight. Ne definitely next year, though. Yeah. Good man. It'd be good to see both of you again. But whether that's this year or next year, man, definitely we'll see you there. Well, there's, there's a few, there's, yeah, there's a few of my DBFC boys are coming up. Um, and what, what's the, the capacity there, John? If you did sell it out, how many people would normally come along? 300. Uh, yeah, yeah, 300. I think the capacity for the, the venue is 340, I think. But I like to keep it at 300 just so there's a bit of space around people. Yeah. You know, it's, again, coming out of the COVID thing, people's spatial awareness has, or the, you know, the space they're comfortable with has increased, you know, the space mm. around you. So, yeah, I'm just aware of that as well. Again, I don't want to make people anxious or build up any anxiety or something. So we're, we're trying to make it kind of spacious for people. So, um, yeah, about 300 we're at. Yeah, that's, sorry, that's the capacity for the, this event is 300. The first time uh, we were there, I'm sure we ended up doing a bit of an interview. And I think it was Scottish TV were there actually. So, have you have you got any bit like who's your band that are going to be there? Is there any um, any you know is, is Billy like who's comparing and, and judging and that? Have you got any any exciting names you can tell us about? Yeah, so look, Billy is going to be the host again. He's going to be the compare. Uh, we've got the Battalion of Flies, who are a Scottish rock band. They're playing. Originally, it was meant to be Riders Creed. Uh, unfortunately, the guitarist suffered a hand injury, so he can't play guitar at the moment. Um, so, yeah, we, we had a chat, came to the agreement that we put them on the, the list for maybe next year or the following years after that. Because um, they played 2020, and they got such a good reception, I got requests for them to come back. People were asking... Mm. Can, I thought the name was familiar, yeah, that was the band that was there. 
Yeah, yeah, they're decent. So, um, yeah, unfortunately, they had to pull out, and then the band I had lined up for 2024, uh, Battalion of Flies, I just spoke to them. Luckily, they were free, so they've, they've filled the slot. Um, we've got, like, professional wrestler Jack Jester. He's going to be there as a judge. Uh, one of the athletes, the Isleman TT racer that we sponsored, Jamie Coward, he's coming up. Uh, Calvin Gowland, a bodybuilder that we sponsor, he's coming up as well. So it's, it's going to be a lot of the bra universe there, as, as Billy keeps mm. calling it. I think he's, he's really tied in with wrestling, so he keeps referring to the WWE universe, so it's the, the bra universe in Billy's eyes. But uh, there's going to be a lot of folk there, man. It's going to be good. Yeah. And the, yeah, there's a lot of the, the press are interested as well. There's a press release going out soon for it. And you're right, Damo, the, the year you were there, the STV News were there. Um, we've had a, a couple of news channels there in the past as well. It's just, yeah, it gets a bit of attention. Because it is, yeah. at, at the moment, it's the only one in Scotland. There's been a couple of others that have come and gone, but Bros kind of the, it's known as the kind of Scottish Beard Moustache Championship, so it gets attention. And tell us, tell, tell the tell the audience, one of my favourite things. So Dame, I said to me, he said, Dan, your beard's looking a bit ginger. It's, it's really grey now, but he said, you should enter the ginger beard competition. And I'm glad I swapped, because I think I changed from natural four to ginger. And then on the day, I think next year, I was like, no, I'm going to go back to the four. And I'm glad I did. Because when I got there, I was just like, what am I doing? There's no chance in hell I was going to compete in a ginger beard competition with a grey, red beard against all these fine Scottish redness. Just just, just please explain how you judge the ginger beard category, because it, it blew my mind. Uh, to be honest, I'm not entirely sure. That's, it's uh, Drew for the Liver Beards. It was his, it's his criteria. I try not to get involved with the judging, so I, don't, I genuinely don't know the criteria. I'm guessing it's the colour of it. How vibrant it is! Like you can't, you can't use hair dye or anything. Like that's got to be natural ginger. I'm assuming it's the the color, the vibrancy, the shape of it as well. Um, but yeah, the the ginger thing came up because it's you know Scottish are kind of famous for the ginger hair. So we thought we'll make a ginger beard category just for a laugh. I don't know if that's in the British. Or I was th- I was thinking more the um, I was thinking more the can of iron brew. It was the it was the oh shit sorry man <laughs> you set me up there. <laughs> so, so... Oh, sorry, yeah, because obviously they had them on stage, you know. <laughs> that was so good. That's right, I think. used the can iron brew for the, the colour reference, I think. <laughs> yeah. I think that was just a gimmick, but yeah. yeah. It was good, though. It got me. I thought that was brilliant. That absolutely brilliant. So, no, I love that. It's just wee things like that add to the atmosphere, eh? It just it makes it funny, man. So, are, do we? Would you, uh, oh, sorry, yeah, I've asked both. You go, go on. You know, I was just going to say there are there are some countries I, I posted on Facebook eight years ago about this. There are certain countries that tend to have decent genes for beards, and Scotland is definitely up there with it. I mean, when you, you can just tell when you walk into a beard competition in Scotland as opposed to one in England, you can just tell there's some. Re- I mean, you've got your Davy Wallaces and uh, Lindsay Hooten, and obviously yourself, John. There's just some real good um, genes for for beards in Scotland. Isn't it? I know, like. I always, you know, what's America is massive for it, but Scotland is up there as well for for big beards. Mm. Do you think? Do you think? Would you agree with that, John? Or? I would be, and it's due to the weather. I think. I think it's just a natural <laughs> scarf. I think that's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> we need we need it to keep warm up here, man. That's all it is. <laughs> well, it's, it's interesting actually that, that your competition is in in February. Obviously, when it when it is cooler, colder, freezing, because we're having a cold snap now. Um, was was that a conscious thing because of you know the other competitions on the the calendar, or was it just something that fitted you? Was it was it to get out of Valentine's? I don't know, John. What, what, how come February? No, nah, that's exactly it. It was uh, 
just a, it was a conscious decision I made again with Drew for the live for Beards to run it in February because it was out with the rest of the competitions, uh, mainly the British, because that runs in August. Mm. As you know, is it August that it runs? Yeah. Yeah. So we wanted yeah. to stay away from the British just for respect to that. And I was aware there was other competitions around as well, around the summertime. So we yeah. thought if we do it in February, it's... The thing is, you can never gauge the weather in Scotland anyway. You know, I always say summer's the best day of the year. It's just, <laughs> it doesn't happen often. So, yeah, we went... <laughs> February. It wasn't. It wasn't to get in there first in the calendar or anything like that. It was just get it out of the way of the rest because we're aware, especially there's a big, there's a bigger beard scene in England. I think there is. You know, with the different beard clubs and the thatches mm. and all that kind of stuff. So we're aware of the travel and the expense. So we didn't want to put it at the end of the year when people are saving up for Christmas. Mm. So we put it at the start of the year. I'm aware money's a bit tighter after Christmas and stuff as well, but. It's out with all the rest of the competitions when people are going to be paying for tickets to go, you know, around other competitions. Mm. So that was the thinking behind it, just to separate it a wee bit. It has now become. I think that's clever, though. Of kicks off the first kind of kickoff, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Good. So I mean, I as, as well as the obviously, the, the be- sorry, sorry, listeners, sorry, that we have got a uh, lag. It's because it's Scotland's so far away. You see, um, obviously. <laughs> I just wanted to make sure, John, that we cover um, some of your your journey because I know now you, you've got into coaching, um, and obviously you're busy with Bra. You've got the, the you know the, the podcast, you've got the competition, you've got the brand, um, and now you're you're doing this coaching. You're on this you know this journey of development of yourself. So this is a bit of free time to tell us all about all about that as well, so we don't miss it. Yeah, man, it's just so the coaching thing kind of came about. There's just for developing the brand you know it's been 10 years started off in an industry in a market that didn't really exist at the time you know started in 2012 there wasn't really a beard care scene uh i wasn't aware of any other companies at the time because i hadn't done any research it started by accident it literally started by accident so um once i made beard oil which was essentially hair oil for my wife just thickened up a wee bit then i started doing a bit research and i was aware of captain fawcett were in england uh, there was another company as well. I forget. Ma- Mariner Jack and Fine Fettle are some of the lo- the longer ones um, ah, from the yeah. south. And Apothecary oh. and, and people like that. Apothecary started after Bra. Was it? Because I remember Sam started following all my stuff, and then he developed the <laughs> Apothecary off the back of it. Um, <laughs> oh, I can't remember the other company. But anyway, and then there was some in America as well. So yeah, that kind of stuff. Yeah. It started in a market that wasn't there. That's what I'm trying to say. So I had to learn as I went along. <clears throat> people kind of kept asking for advice, and there's only so much you can share without giving too much away. So yeah. that was always in the back <clears throat> of my mind. And then uh, I'm a qualified personal trainer as well, level three personal trainer, so I can I can give out plans. You know, qualified to do that. That was in 2011. I'd done that um, just before breaking my back, and then I'd done the, the last exam after I broke my back. Um, and it's just something that's kept, you know, I've paid thousands for mentors and coaches in the past as well, just to help get over hurdles. You know what it's like? You, try to, you have an end goal in mind, but there's mental fog there. And sometimes you just need someone else's advice. And if they're higher up the, the rung than you, I guess, you got to you got to pay for that advice and take it on board. And I always found that if you pay for it, you're more likely to implement it. If you get something for free, think about the free ebooks that are out there or the free tutorials. You get them, you download them, and you stick them in a folder to do them at some point, but you never, never end up doing it. So. Yeah. yeah, you need to have some skin in the game, don't you? 
to 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 appreciate That's it. Exactly so, it. Um, and then obviously, so and then recently, or you're just about to finish another course. Is that is that a wide thing? Yeah, is that so something that people you know has, or am I just kind of broken news? No one knows about that. Shut up. No, no, <laughs> no, man. It's to be honest, right? To be honest, I signed up for this. Uh, is it 2019? I think I signed up for a. Yeah, 2019. I signed up for a university degree. It's a business management university degree. Um, it was the place was offered to me. Uh, it was so it's a graduate apprenticeship course. It's called so the the course is designed to for an employer to send an employee to university, get a degree in business management, and bring it back to the workplace. But I was I'm, I'm the only person on the course. The whole course throughout the country, I believe, that has their own business that's self employed. Top of the class for it. I just, yeah, <laughs> I just, I see, I, I seen the the thing, and it was for employers to send employees, and I thought, well, I'm going to try and apply for this anyway, and see what the crack is. They can only say no, and I got a, a an email for the, uh, what do you call them, the head dude at the the university, president, head teacher, yeah. I don't know, whatever they are, and the the, the, the chancellor. I'm not that smart. Oh, oh shit, that was me. Sorry. Ah, wh whatever he is, man, him. Whatever he is, him, he uh, sent me an email and he says, right, come to the university because we kind of need to chat about this because it's not standard practice for a self-employed person to come and do this. So I went up, had a chat, explained the situation and stuff, and I was, he says, aye, right, we'll get you on board. And it started off, there was 15 of us in my class, and there's only five left now. It's like, it's, it is an, it's a, it's a full-time degree, and I'm just managing yeah. it to weave it into Rob Beard life and family life. Um, and life in general so I can't wait till it's done which is going to be April I'd, so I've done three years already I got a degree but I'm doing the, the honours part of it now so this is the last part which is due. So the, the dissertation part no I take my hat off to you because I mean I yeah. I did my I went to university my first year of uni my first child was born so I was having to kind of then supply you know support family and study uh, I was still I was fairly young at the time as well. I mean, I went to university late, failed college, um, ended up going to university four years after doing a load of work and shit. Um, so yeah, that's well well done for sticking it out. Like I say, if there was five people left and you're one of them, that's a great show. And um, how, how does it feel going back to school <laughs> this age? To be honest, man, it's it's one of them. It's like the best bit of advice I was ever given was get out of your own way. I keep telling people that it's just like get out your own way mm -hmm. and that's I've always had that in my head for some reason like my whole family has always been working straight from school no one's really went to university or college and I never like straight from school I went to work in a graphic design industry um a, a business I think I went to college for one year to learn website design to build a website and even then I dropped out because the lecturer never turned up so my attitude was if he's not turning up I'm not turning up and it was just a shit mm -hmm. attitude and I wasn't really fussed about college or university after that it wasn't until this course came up and i'm running bra and i'm thinking it did start from an accident and i've kind of been learning as i go along but you're only learning what you're exposed to sort of thing mm -hmm. so i thought if i do a business management degree they're going to kind of show me how to run a business properly which you know you're learning bits of every discipline i guess the only thing i really dislike about it is the whole academic side of it it's like take a model uh, like a theoretical a, th a theory model apply it to something and i can analyze it it's like no one in real life does that kind of stuff 
so they have asked me like the lecture the lecturers have asked me like will you come in and do talks with the students like starting their journey i said like, yeah well, once i get the degree i'll do it because then i'm going to tell the truth when i go in and it will be exactly what i just said it's like you don't mm -hmm. need to analyze shit this much in life you know what I mean? it's you don't not, unless it's a massive multinational industry and you've got like 10 people in one department maybe you can start analyzing stuff down mm -hmm. to the finest detail then but if you're self-employed it's you know, you get the basics, you, you understand what you've got to do and you progress with it. You don't send analyze it unless you're doing analytics or anything like that. But yeah, they'll... Uh, and I think I think more and more people now are starting to go into the, to, to set up their own businesses as well. So I think they, they need to kind of tailor that more to enterprise and entrepreneurship rather than like business studies. So my daughter's just started college. She's doing her A-levels and she'll put, and she, she sees me doing my business stuff and she's just done, uh, she's doing graphic design, business studies and uh, sociology. But the problem with business studies is you're just studying businesses and she's just like, that, that's not what I want to do. So at that level, there's no sort of support to kind of get young people or at A-level anyway, into business because it's, you know, it's like I say, it's learn theoretics. It's learn, learn how, how businesses some, you know, some do stuff rather than, do you know what? Most of these kids, they just want to learn how to make money rather than go and get a job. So let's start turning business a little bit. So I can, I can see where you're going in terms of the theoretics and a lot of it is a bit outdated, but I mean, having, having those letters after you then will be a great achievement. You can, you know, and you probably have the best beard at graduation. Let's face it. I mean, in, in, like the record of all graduates, <laughs> like, you know, this massive beard. Well, I'm hoping that man, I, I might puff it out so you can see the collar on the whatever you call it, the <laughs> gown. Thing. Yeah, nice. I'm looking forward to it because uh, <clears throat> it's generally something I never thought I would see myself doing is graduating from university. It was never, never even a, a blip on my radar, and here we are. So I've still got the first. How, how does that make you feel? Off. Sorry, John. I, I, I get it. it's a lot. Actually, I, I listen to a lot of um, personal development stuff and motivational stuff, and I'm sure you've heard of him, Eric Thomas, um, ET, the the hip hop teacher, and he talks about um, what you mentioned and that like the first person in his family to get an, a proper education, and that was so he could set the standard or the or the tone to allow his son to realise that he can do that. So, how does it feel, John? Like if you've broken that. Um, something that's happened for generations no one's actually gone and done that you're the first person to do it and obviously in this this journey since I've known you you have obviously had a, a son um how, do, how does that make you feel that you are you know opening up for someone to follow in your footsteps and give them them belief it must it must be good right it is man it's a good feeling and it's okay it's, it's like I just want to keep learning and it's not like I want to bury myself in books I want to learn practical stuff and learn and then lead by example. That's the kind of thinking by the behind the coaching as well. I, I know there's a lot of like dads, especially in, in the bearded community. There's a lot of dads that are kind of struggling, and just a lot of people in general are struggling. And it's it's kind of mm. just learning to lead by example, making create kind of creating the person you look up to as yourself. You know, just having these um, values that make you the ideal person you want to be and just live up to that so yeah get an education start a business train hard uh don't sort of if you're feeling a wee bit sorry for yourself like the broken back's a bit extreme but 
some people, you know, if they've got a wee sore head, they're not going to go to the gym and train or they feel sorry for themselves and they start mm-hmm. eating comfort food and you just set yourself back. So I'm just trying to lead... Are you watching my Instagram story? No, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> that sounds just like me, that does. Oh, like, you know what? I'm, I'm not going to go to gym today. They're going to get the Hagen Dars or the Ben & Jerry's other ice creams are available and the big multi-pack of crisps and I'm going to put them in the mic to piss them off. I don't see that. You do- you're just going to pull the plug on me now, eh? That's it, done. Interview. Yeah. <laughs> no, joking, Karen. Like, no, it's, it, it, it's, it's that, man. It's just leading by example, eh? Like, Danny's too young at the moment to to understand uh, work and education and stuff. You know, we sit and, I read a book. Well, we read two books every night before he goes to sleep. Uh, just He loves books, but I get him out on the bike as well. He's got a balanced bike. I started off... I've got an old BMX, actually. It's 22-year-old, this thing. GT Performer for 2000. I got it, well, 22 years ago. So I, I got a wee seat for that that he can sit on the top tube and stuff. So there's a pump track where we stay. So I was taking him around that when he was younger. Now he's progressed to the balance bike. And it's just, yeah, just keeping fit and realising that when you hit the deck, you get back up sort of thing. Um, yeah, How old is that now? He'll be three in April, so... Yeah. So he's a, yeah, a couple of weeks away from his first paper round then, on his balance bike. Yeah, totally, man. He's uh, yeah, yeah, definitely gonna get a <laughs> get a, a case on the back for him. Just uh, I'll in fact I'll stick some flyers for the Beat of Mustache Championships in it. Hey, there you go. That's his first job. That's uh, it. Uh, <laughs> delivering brawl beard leaflets. <laughs> <laughs> so that that, co- that that coaching that you're doing, John, that, that's a, a service that you're offering out to, to people and that. Is that how do people, if they want to get in touch with you, if they're interested in 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 helping and working with you? Yeah, the, the best way at the moment is Instagram. Just send me a DM on Instagram. Uh, in the stories and Instagram, I'm always doing a wee bit, just talking about it. But I'm not pushing it too hard at the moment. I've got a couple of clients. Uh, so we do a one-to-one coaching program, which is obviously one-to-one whenever suits and we do a coaching program which runs on a tuesday at 7 p.m so it's a group call like this mm-hmm. um but it's yeah it's about mindset uh physical fitness you know i can build training plans for people uh answer questions if it's business or personal like I, i'm not saying i know everything but i've been on big enough a journey that i think that i can help a- any questions that came to me i've not struggled to answer them kind of thing so um yeah doing that and it's just I'm kind of getting comfortable with the whole coaching thing myself. Uh, mm. So I'm doing that until April. And then once uni's finished, I'm going to, you know, take it, well, offer it to more people, should I say. I was going to say take it more serious, but I take it very serious. Mm. But you know what I mean? I, I, I'm quite happy with having a couple of clients at the moment. I take on a couple more, but the workload's about to ramp up for uni. And Broadbeard is my priority. That's my, my main focus. Hmm. And then obviously coaching clients as well, but not the coaching business as such. I'll push that after mm-hmm. April. That's my, my thinking there. Because I don't, I don't want to. You know, I've burnt, I've burnt out in the past. I know how you burn out. I know how you feel when you start to burn out, and I know the consequences of burning out. So I don't want to do that. Um, so yeah, just being sensible until then. April really, and I need to find a new lab. I think I found one, a new bra lab. Um, yeah, so we're looking for new premises as well. So there's a lot on my plate at the moment. I'm going to say, actually, so what's what a lot, a lot. For, um, for, for Broadbeard, you know, over the, the next 
five years? What what can we expect to see? What's going to be happening? And I know I think I saw actually you mentioned it might have been on your Instagram or on your on your Facebook about quitting drinking. Um, because we've had the conversation on, on, on podcasts, yeah. we've had episodes about alcohol and productivity. So um obviously you're looking after yourself, you're doing the personal training, you're you're always developing, you're always learning, you're always studying, you're doing the fitness, you're not the booze on the head. Um that's obviously gonna feed into Broadbeard and you're saying Broadbeard's your priority. Like what's it gonna look like the next five years? What's coming up? I don't know. Like generally, I don't know. We're we're working on some new products. Uh yeah, some new products are a little bit different from Beard Care. We do, every year we release a new oil. It's anniversary. Our anniversary is October, so whatever year it is, we do an anniversary oil for that. But, yeah, we're working on some new products I don't really want to give away at the moment. No, um, no, don't. Also the coaching thing. Uh, it, I've got loads of ideas for events as well. We've got one's already booked. Again, I don't want to give it away because I've not really announced it yet, but events so to answer your question demo events products um kind of lifestyle stuff uh, see before covid happened i wanted to open a shop like mm. to have a, a broad shop there was a lot of people asking for it so have a storefront somewhere and to be honest man the rent is just through the roof at the moment like prices are up doesn't work it is it's so difficult so difficult with costs with rates well you might not necessarily be rate rateable depending on the size of the place that you've got but the, the costs just just to facilitate a shop depending on where it's going to be it's going to be in a really good high street prominent location glasgow especially you're probably looking at crazy costs you know um yeah it's one of those it's really difficult leap isn't it because you kind of go shit we're gonna like 3x our turnover almost just to pay for a shop you know, and then then you've got to build on top of that. So it's uh, yeah, it's, it's a challenge, man. I've looked at it a couple of times, and I've just thought, uh, I'll just carry on like this for a minute. <laughs> nah, that, that's it. It's um, yeah, that's that's exactly it, man. It's it's still kind of uncertain times, I guess, because you know the the way the economy is and coming off the back of COVID, like I said, it's uh, yeah, it's a tricky one. It's a tricky one. We did have plans to mm-hmm. open a shop and had ideas for how the shop would work and stuff like that and it's just it's just taking a back seat at the moment it's probably it maybe it's a five-year plan for that one and it's just kind of i think so i think as the high street starts to recover a little bit because everyone got so used to shopping online right so you know i still walk through town and i'm just thinking quite you know we still haven't recovered from covid in terms of high street footfall um, you know, we speak with uh, with local regional councils all the time, and everyone's sitting. There, how do we get people back into the back into the towns, and how do we get people back on the high street? And it's like, well, you're going to struggle for a good few years until people kind of change their mindset because they're so used to being, you know, just picking up Amazon now and just going, yeah, well, I didn't even have to go out of my house and park my car and just, you know, whatever. I'm just it's coming tomorrow. In fact, it's coming before ten o'clock tonight. So. It'll be a few years yet, I think, before before that stuff kind of recovers. But um, but I think yeah, it'd be good to have a shop though eventually, wouldn't it? It would be, man. That 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 would be the dream, you know, just having your own shop, people coming in and chilling out in your shop. It would be cool. But yeah, the reality yeah. is a lot, a lot different. You know, there's a, there's a dream and the reality, and it's you just you kind of got to be sensible about it. You think about it. I would say think think backwards, mm. like think where you want to be, and then think backwards the steps to get there. And then as you get closer to where you are at the moment, you're like, that's yeah, it's expensive. So just uh, yeah, give it a few years, I think. 
No, it's, it's, and it's a hard game as well. I mean, you know, we've, we've just taken on new premises here and, you know, I've been putting it off for ages and ages because you kind of think, oh, in order for me to justify the cost of this place, oh, we have to, you know, hustle summer body, become a woman of the night or something. <laughs> but um, it, it is a struggle. And I think, I think you know, as, as you're probably aware, with, with, with more and more beard care brands popping up left, right and centre, I think they see this dream of, you know, oh, we can just mix some oils together and become alchemical wizards and become millionaires and we can move to Bali next year and don't actually realise that to build a brand, especially a brand as well known as Brawl, takes time, you know, it takes trust and effort from your part to be, to, 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 you know, to gain the trust of your customers. So, yeah, so it's good to see that for one, you know, a brand like Brawl hasn't been massively affected that you got swept out through COVID because I know there's a few brands that did that have been around for a while and they got swept out. So it's really nice just to see, obviously, that hasn't happened. Um, but yeah, I think, um, yeah. And I'm, I'm just buzzing to have you on the podcast as well, to be honest. So <laughs> thanks for coming up. But I am aware, though, that we are pushing, because I know you said you have to sort of shoot off not too far off the six. <laughs> and we've been on a long time. But before we do wrap this one up... Um, yeah. Go on. Sorry. I was just going to say I'm good. I'm good for a little bit, man. I did have uh, another meeting, but it's just, it's been cancelled. It's all good. So I've got. Ah, oh, fine, fine. I just, I just I just saw the time, and I know you said you could probably stick around a little bit after six, but I didn't want to. I didn't want to kind of keep you if you've got to be elsewhere. So that's cool. So now we can carry on. Come on, I'll start. I'll shut up. But I do have one question though before we do wrap it up, because I know Damo's quite quick to kind of go. Right, we're going to shut the podcast off before we do wrap it up. I will have a question um, at the end, so. They might go. <laughs> um, we, know, we normally do the podcast for 30 minutes, and I thought when we've got a guest, we sometimes go 45. And I've just looked and I'm like, oh shit, that's 53 already. Um, <laughs> so if you've got a question, Dan, far away, if it's about food, I would imagine uh, <laughs> it, will, it will take a break. I actually haven't spoken about food. I haven't actually spoken, mentioned a word about food. Um, so, in order so we can bring food into the podcast, and I have two questions. Um, <laughs> so, John, what's your favorite food? Haggis. You know, I'd, just a burger. No, nah, mate. Well, haggis. I like haggis. But no, nah, it's a burger. Just a good burger. Just a big thick beef burger with relish, pickle, uh, bacon on there, onions, cheese. Just a big steady dance man. I'm happy with that. Fuck. Yeah. <sighs> It is six o'clock. This is so. Damo always says, "Why do you always talk about food, Dan?" I'm like, "Because we do the podcast after five, right?" And and I'm gearing up to dinner time. And it's, I think it's just a subconscious thing. I'm like, food. I'm really, I'm not really paying attention to the podcast. I'm like, mm, what am I going to have for dinner tonight? I reckon I'm going to have some chicken. <laughs> What's your final question, Dan? Yeah, my bad. So, uh, final question is. Um, in a year's time, looking back on not necessarily today, but this month and this year, what are you going to tell yourself in terms of, you know, what, what are you going to thank yourself for in a year's time? I'm hoping it's doing a university degree because that's been a bane in my life. But uh, no, I think it's probably going to be just being yourself more on camera. Um, I think, see, when I started broadly, like, being genuinely, open with you that like when i first started brought it was i thought i had to run it like a commercial business and be real strict and be i guess professional you know but mm. 
as the years have went on, I've kind of just came out my shell a wee bit and just been me. So it does, it did involve a bit more swearing and stuff like that, but I've curbed that back because I'm aware there's a lot of guys with watch the vlogs and watch the podcast with their kids. So I started curbing back the swearing, but it is, it's just being yourself. Just like, see if we'd done this podcast maybe five years ago, I probably wouldn't have told you half of what I told you about going to university and stuff like that. But now it's just like, I don't care. It's just get it out, just be myself. So it would probably be that to answer your question. It would be being thankful for just being myself on camera and just talking and yeah just being open I guess that would be it I think, I think personal branding personal branding is really important because um, obviously in some of the stuff that I do with, with, with my uh, Facebook group is promoting brands and in the beard care world there are so many that a good way to, to stand out is to, to use personal branding and, and um, a lot of the guys that are doing the stuff you know some of them do it and some of them don't and um, being yourself and being true to yourself, it makes everything easier. But also the fact that people, you know, Broadbeard is it is JJ, it is John Jackson. We've seen him, we've heard him, we know his story. Um, it does help a lot with the business, but it also helps, I believe, um, you because it's easy. You're not thinking about having to do X, Y, and Z. You're just being yourself. And, uh, and and that and, and that's the same for, for Dan with RuneSilk and me with, with Damo's Beardy Fun Club. It's just, you, you know, if you be yourself, it's, it's polarising as well. You attract the right people um, and you push away the, you know, the ones that, you know, that, that, that you wouldn't want to work with anyway. So, yeah, it's a great thing. And, and it's literally come up, actually, this New Year's resolution for, for a couple of people about being yourself. In a world where lots of people are fake online, it, it's actually quite mm. nice on the inside to just be yourself and just... You know, it's uh, it's it's comforting. So, good work, John. Good work. What else you got, Dan? Thanks, man. Yeah. yeah. No, I think I think that's a good time. Sorry, sorry, John. It's, it's difficult because I think there's a slight delay on on your camera. So you kind of jump in, and then I hear you say something. I can see your lips move, yeah. and then words. So I'm like, oh shit! Wait, go. <laughs> uh, sorry, man. Sorry, it, it must be because we're up in Scotland. I think that's that's the excuse. But yeah, it was just. You need to go and pedal the uh, the Wi-Fi out. That's a big thing. It's right. Like, <laughs> as long as it's not breaking up, man. It's. I hope it's all right. But, no, no, it's fine. It's just. I think it's just. There's a slight lag. Yeah, just like there was. I remember when I first started, bro, and it was getting. It was getting some media attention. You know, like Fred Dorsville and Biscuit got in, he, he he became a fan of the yeah. brand, and the newspapers got hold of it, and people thought, I'll start a beard care. Other like other brands started popping up, and I think they were just trying to copy what I was doing, thinking mm. that was going to work for them. And there was a couple of brands started, and they were doing like the motorbike thing, the rock and roll thing, the tattoo thing. And I I knew it wasn't their life; that wasn't what they mm. do. But they were seeing it worked for me, so they were trying to copy it. And yeah, they got me spiking sales, and they disappeared. And the the brands have disappeared. And it is it's true. You got to build a brand around your personal lifestyle. It's as you say, Demo, it's you can't pretend to be someone else, or you're going to get found out eventually. You just be yourself, it flows better. You build mm. a brand based on you, as you say, it attracts your tribe, and that's what you want. You don't, you, you want a tr it's like people who buy followers on Instagram. It's like, yeah, mm. you could go and buy followers and have a hundred thousand followers, but the engagement is crap because no one's interested in your content, it's just all bots or tiny mm. accounts. I would rather have 6,000 hardcore followers than a hundred thousand you know what i mean it's you do you attract your tribe and that's what you want you just want this small community of solid followers and loyal followers 
So yeah, that's, mm. uh, that's my take. Just be just be careful, don't make just, a big uh, mistake like me though. I don't know, you, you might you've probably seen it, John. So I, I, one of my first adverts I did was me wearing a pink dressing gown running through a field, and it was just to grab attention. So people go, "Wow, there's a guy in a oh, yeah. pink dressing gown," and I, I, I attracted a lot of the wrong sort of people for, for that because I was only wearing my pants and a dressing gown, <laughs> and it was a pink dressing gown. I was like, "Ah, oh, damn!" But um, yeah, so you have you have to be cle- you have to be clever and strategy and careful. Don't go running through the fields in your pants and a pink dressing gown just for attention, John. You might get the wrong attention. But it might be the right attention, really. You just don't you just have to embrace it, Damo. Maybe maybe that's your fan base. It's people that want to see you with your glorious beard and my- your pants and a pink dressing gown. I mean, it wasn't my dressing gown, Dan. It was the missus. <laughs> don't lie, man. See this? Remember what we were saying about being honest on the on the stream. Uh, right, we're at an hour. We ought to say goodbye, and we ought to thank our listeners for listening because it has been a long one. And we definitely need to thank John Jackson for coming on. Go and check out uh, Braw Beard B A R A W Beard Oils. Um, have you got two sites actually, John? Because you, you, you've got the one for the competition separate as well, haven't you? Do a little, do a little plug, John. Where can we find you? What's your Instagram as well? Yeah, it's uh, so. So yeah, the the website is brawbeardoils.com, Like I said, uh, the competition is the brawbmc.com all the tickets and details are there for the competition uh instagram just at brawbeardoils uh youtube is the same i think facebook's the same just type in brawbeardoils either hmm. this logo here will pop up or my ugly face will pop up so yeah there's plenty of content on the youtube channel you know we've got the the vlogs going the tutorials the podcast that kind of stuff as well so there's plenty going on, man. Now, I appreciate you guys getting me on. I really do appreciate it. And thanks for letting me plug the, the championships and the brand. I really appreciate it. And no worries. Yeah, respect to both of you guys what you're doing, man. It's, uh, it's Thank good. You. We'll put some links in the comments as well so people can just go straight to you. We'll put links to the, to the competition, to the website, to your socials so people can go and follow and um, hopefully join you guys in, in, in Scotland as well for the comp. Right, guys, let's say bye to everybody. Bye-bye, bye-bye, bye-bye. We'll see you all in the day. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Thanks for listening or watching the Beard Mail podcast. We have new episodes dropping at 07.30am every Wednesday in UK time. So we thank you very much for watching. Check us out on www.beardmail.co.uk for everything that's new and happening soon. Thanks for listening, guys. Thank you.